Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 136. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party and a podcast. Hold it! Stop! Do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here today to talk about, uh, not just ju- not just talk about, but to pick apart, to to investigate thoroughly, season four, episode one of Lost, titled "The Beginning of the End." So, Absolutely, Stephanie. I tell you, I am still recovering from the awesomeness of our live that was really premiere cool. party of everybody that came. It was a lot of fun. It really was. It I, I it's it was unbelievable. It was it is a wonderful experience and I, I'm I'm looking forward to more stuff like that in right. the future. If that's if that's any indication of what's to come for us in this field of podcasting new media and interacting with our community in new and exciting ways. I, I just can't wait. I mean, it's just a blast. Absolutely, it is. And so, folks, you if, if you've been uh, subscribed to our feed, you know that episode number 134 gives you kind of like this entire sound-seeing tour. I mean, for those of you who weren't able to be there, I hope that you enjoyed the stereo quality that, that if you put your earbuds in or your headphones on, literally, it feels like you're in this with us and and that's what episode number 134 was it's about an hour and seven minutes and it included the special uh initial reaction podcast we did and then uh for those that maybe aren't as interested in all the cliff running around getting things ready and introducing himself to all the people that showed up uh episode number 135 was just the initial reaction and so here we are today talking about all the different various elements of the show and one of the things, uh, and of course, for those of you who are not aware of this, we do this live on the internet on the weekends, and it's 10 p.m. Eastern time. On TalkShoe, we have a whole chat room full of people that have joined us live. I, know that, I noticed uh, that there were some folks uh, in the chat room saying that they're going to have some uh, things that they want to say when it comes to listener feedback time. So yeah. uh, be prepared for that. For those of you who are not called in, uh, feel free to call in at any point during the show. And during any point in the show, you want to uh, you want to request a talk, feel free to do so. Because uh, th- this is not just our show. It is the community show. This is, this, this is the GSPN community, and we invite you to take part in it. Now, with that, let's go ahead and start off with something we like to do called Character Analysis. Lost Character Analysis. Alrighty. So anyway, I have a special thing that I want to bring up here. Okay. What's that? It is the Jack and Kate 
scenario. I okay. mean, we're not going to go heavily involved in character analysis tonight because there's so much exploring the mystery stuff to do. But Jack and Kate, are they really in love? Are they are they any more? I mean, what is up with this? I mean, we had we went from the what did what did that stupid uh, pop up edition say? It said, uh, "Here we go from the low triangle to the quadrangle or whatever." Right. So, what do you think about this? The Jack and Kate. I don't know what I think about the Jack and Kate. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I think that he does love her, um, in his need to fix things way. Right. I, that doesn't mean that it's not. You know she, that it can't. So she needs to be fixed, is what you say. What you're saying. Well, I think his he thinks his love can fix her. Maybe keep her from running. You know, stop her from being that that girl who who is always on the run. Okay. But um, but Kate is clearly torn between the two men. You think so? so? You don't think the uh, comment, "Well, let's just hope you ain't pregnant," kind of thing, didn't kind of just blow that? Um, maybe, maybe. But but um, there's something very um very attractive about the dangerous man, and so I can see where she would still be. Right. Yeah. So uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Peoria in our chat room says, Kate used Jack to get the phone. Uh, that's that's what causes me to question because there was the whole, because I love you, Kate, or whatever statement. And then there was their hug. And, right. And then there was, you know, let's just say this, you know, in a couple hours from now, we'll be on the plane just joking about this. There was just this one last thing we couldn't agree upon. And, you know, it's just like, oh, man, it's, it's, they're starting to move these guys back together like they did in season one. Right. And, and of course, then we find it. I love how Ben says it. You know, I didn't want to tell you yeah. <laughs> because you just want to beat me you up. You just want to be, you just want to beat me up. But yeah, she, she totally did that whole hug and kiss right. thing. That was just to did get she kiss him fun. too. I don't remember. It, I think she just hugged him. It could have been. I don't know. I couldn't breathe normally, so. I know. You were pretty time, uptight was, and, and excited. I was not uptight. I mean, not I, uptight. I excited. Was, yeah. yeah I, I, I chose the wrong word. I apologize. Okay. I do that from time to time, folks. So, um, let's see here. Next up, who do you want to talk about? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who I want to talk about. There, there was so much in that one. I mean, that... that 42 minutes or 43 whatever the actual length of that that show was felt like a full feature film really i mean i i, I don't know I, there was well let's, i don't know who i want to talk about first pick well, someone and i'll okay well let's talk about sawyer since we're we're talking about triangles and quadrangles and okay. octagons and all okay. that other stuff uh, what about Sawyer? Do I mean somebody mentioned in the initial reaction the softer side of Sh- Sawyer? You did see him. Sh- he showed a little bit of compassion towards Hurley. Well, for Sawyer, he showed a great deal of compassion to Hurley after he finds out that Charlie died. Right. Um, which was new for Sawyer. That's not something that we normally see from him. But um, but how much of that was was him um, was him showing compassion towards Hurley and how much of it was just his need to talk about what had happened. Exactly. I, I, th- I yeah. how much of it was really compassion and how much of it was the selfish Sawyer that we know. Yeah. The one thing that I will say though, is even if it was the, 
even if it was the Sawyer needing somebody to talk to kind of thing, I, even that shows that he has some some emotion yeah. in the softer side. Yeah. You know. It, it, well, yes, but it it does not show compassion. It's it, what I'm saying. You I've know, got because you. because the comment that was made in the initial reaction was. Um, by by someone was that Sawyer showed compassion, but if it was an al- if it was an act of selfishness, then it was not an act of compassion. Right. So that that's all I meant. All right. Next up, let's talk about the fact that Jack tries to literally kill Locke. Now he tells Kate when you know if he comes back, I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm going to kill him. And Locke comes back. He, <laughs> he grabs says, the gun. You're not going to kill me. And then he no pulls more the tr- than I was. Click. Gonna kill you, yeah. Which which was cool because it showed that Jack was. I mean, Jack was serious. Yeah. He was. He wasn't just you know, um, saying the words. And um, I don't know how we got from shaving and showering in the same room to being ready to kill each other. <laughs> oh come on, they it's were been... they're just your typical married couple, Stephanie. Pr- pretty much, but um, but. Uh, I thought it was great that they showed Jack to be a man of his word in that in that scenario because I don't think that's something that we've seen from him. Right. And uh, just so you know, Andrea says, Stephanie, your hair looks really long today. It's the ponytail. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention that we're not only on talk uh, show with yeah. audio with people on the phone and in the chat room, but we're also streaming live video out to the world as I've well. I've been wearing my hair up so much that that now that it's kind of hanging down, I get, I bet it does look pretty long. So uh, sorry I'm in about my that. pajamas. I had to put on a sweatshirt so that we could do this whole video thing. <laughs> Somebody asked me, they said, hey, Cliff, are you going to do Ustream tonight? I said, I don't know. I haven't decided if I want to wear pants or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I truly was in my pajamas. And I, I asked Cliff about an hour ago, so are you Ustreaming this? And he said, yeah. I'm like, man. Oh, hey, Twitter's back up. So, uh, folks, uh, feel free to send out a Twitter message. Let people know that we're out here. And I'm sending my own Twitter message now. So uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, Rose's comment to uh, about or to Claire about Charlie, because this seemed a little bit out of character for me. Okay. So Claire says you must be pretty ha- proud of your husband, and oh, and Rose says, yes. "Well, we all know that the real hero is your man, Claire. Your man, Charlie. Rose. If it <laughs> if it wasn't for him, you know that signal would still be jammed and that." If, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, you better yeah. be really good to him. And you're getting what she's saying. I mean, she's yeah. not being, I mean, in her attempt to be subtle, she's not. Yeah. And, and uh, Allison yeah. in Ohio says, bow, chicka, wow, wow. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and then I love Claire's reaction because I'm pretty sure that before he left to go, uh, before Charlie left to go down into the looking glass, um, that was the first time that he and Claire had ever kissed, isn't it? I had don't they know. kissed before? I don't. I don't recall. I could be very wrong, but um. It, so to go from your first kiss to you know, the suggestion that you would be. I, I well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm reading in the chat room. Then Christy in the chat room is saying, "Well, she made a dirty comment. Uh, made that dirty comment last season. Uh, get you into something black uh, or whatever." I don't huh. remember that. Yeah, I don't. But but I so anyway. But yeah. Okay. 
So that so it just seemed a little out of character, especially with for Rose. For for Rose, it just did. I loved Claire's reaction though. Yeah, and she it, was, well, Son was with her, and did and, you see Son's yeah. face? She's and she could. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and she's pregnant. We know what they've been doing in their tent. So. <laughs> All righty, and uh, the last thing that I really have as far as character analysis, and then if you want to. If if anybody out there wants us to uh, discuss what we thought about a particular character that we haven't mentioned, just go ahead and type it into the chat room, just the name of the character that you want us to talk about. But, um, yeah, Stephanie, uh, the last one I have right. is is Hurley, obviously. Okay. So Hurley, th- there, it was an emotional time for him. It was. He did. Uh, we we all talked about it in the initial reaction. Just his, the, his ability to show that emotion for when he heard about Charlie dying. Right. And, and uh, you know, I mean, we saw every side of Hurley in Absol- this episode. Absolutely we did. And, it, and it's so cool because I know that this episode was written and, and shot months ago. But wasn't it just a couple of weeks ago that we were saying we wanted to see some real substance from from Hurley's character? Yes, you know, not just the dude, not just the the funny guy that that we have known um, up to this point. I thought that it was amazing. Hats off to Jorge Garcia who did a fabulous job. Um, I was so excited to see something real and um, and something that had depth to his character. Yes, you know. It was phenomenal. I mean, here, here's in my mind, just running through just what I remember from the from seeing the episode, and then just glancing at some stuff uh, before we started recording. There was, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, you've got Hurley, just crazy Hurley, or not not crazy, but just you know, fun loving Hurley. It's like, dude, I I've been walking up this down this beach. I just want to do a cannonball, and then just running at it and doing the that cannonball. That was awesome. Bar. That was awesome. It was. I mean, so you had that was fun, lovable Hurley, you know. And then you have you know, I, Hurley saves the day. Hurley, he's like, hey Jack, did you turn off that? Did you reach that radio tower right. yet? Blah 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 blah. You know, you've got con- what I would say confident, confident, confident mm-hmm. uh, Hurley. And then uh, you have Hurley saying, you know, hey, I, did I ever tell you that I won the lottery? And yeah, I've got all these. Th- th- but, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, they all think I'm dead. So it's gone. And he, you've got and, and when I go back, I'm going to be free. free. And so you have you have relieved Hurley. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm free from the curse. But then we see that when Hurley goes back, uh, obviously he's having visions and issues and torture, being tortured by uh, visions of Charlie and and whatever it is that has happened on the island that they're lying about and all these other things, and and then we see scared Hurley once again, and and we see the the Hurley that I love, that once again is put back into the Santa Rosa. But he wanted that. He did. He wanted that. So. Um, I, I absolutely love the scene between Hurley and, um, and Claire when he tells her that Charlie died. Was that not an amazing scene? Yeah, it it was, it was really well. It was, it was, it was a, great. I cried absolutely. like a baby. So that, I mean, is there anybody, I mean, this what your last chance out there in the chat room, if you want us to talk about any other character, uh, if you guys want to call in and request to talk and talk about any I know character. You were surprised that it was a Hurley um, flash forward, weren't you? Um, was I? Didn't no, you I, think wasn't, that... I wasn't surprised. I mean, I mean, I didn't know that it was going to be Hurley centric. Okay. 
Uh, but the, uh, the, the folks in the chat room want us to talk about Charlie and Locke. Okay. So let's talk about Charlie. Well, is that a character analysis or does that fall under the exploring the mystery? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's cover Charlie in, in the exploring the mystery because that, that's a good point. Uh, let's talk about John Locke, though. We, we didn't okay. talk about Locke. Um, now, he healed amazingly quick from his gunshot wound to the abdomen. Right. I mean, I know for us that was like, you know, 10 months ago, but. For him, it just happened. Right. You know, um, like two days ago or something. Right. If that. So so obviously, yeah, he's he's up and walking around. But what do you think about his interaction with the other people? I mean, for me, there's something. there was something major about the fact that so many people did choose to go with John Locke. You know? And he's, he's a convincing crazy man. He's a convincing crazy man. I think it shows, I, I, I still believe that he is a leader. I mean, I, he is a... He is a leader, and there's something about somebody that stands up and has the qualities of a leader who stands up and makes decisions and says, hey, this is what we need to do. And people will follow that if they believe that this this person's confident in what they believe and what they know or what they're going to do. And so I think, if anything, um, you know, he's definitely uh, shown once again as a leader because we've seen John Locke in going up and down with, you know, his insecurities and then his leadership, and then all of a sudden back to his insecurities, and now he's back to a confident leader again. This is like Hunter Locke again. Remember the Hunter yes. Locke? You know, I will kill the boy. Um, and, and then one other uh, character analysis is Ben. Oh, my gosh, did we have fun watching Ben get beat up? Okay, my only objection with this episode regarding Ben, and I just have to apologize to Edith ahead of time, is that the rope was not tied around his neck as they were dragging him through because it would have been so much more dog-like. Yes. I, I, but I so enjoyed um, seeing him being tied up and dragged. Um, I really enjoyed his um, when Danielle hit him in the face and said, she's not your daughter. And... Um, I just really kind of like seeing him bleed. Yeah. It was I, fun. But at the end, I also loved when he said, Jack, with your permission, I'd like to go with John. Yes. We, <laughs> if I may have your permission, sir. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I'm so. surprised that Jack let him go. Jack's like more Dude, do you not understand his power to manipulate the people he's going with? Hello. What an uh, well, idiot. May, maybe, um, maybe Jack understands... Ben's, um, what's the word that? No. The word is not coming to me, but I think the, um, the division between John and Ben due to, I don't know, the, the whole, I don't know, maybe there's just a way that Jack just knows what's going on. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just think it was stupid on Jack's part to let Ben go. Maybe. I, I think that Probably. I think it doesn't fit with the fact that you I know, think Jack is single minded right now. He wants off the island, that's it. Yeah, and I think that I think he if I care. Okay, if I believed that those people were coming to rescue me and remember Jack says, you know, hey, French Chicky, uh, you and I are taking Ben with us because I don't trust him with anybody and now all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he trusts John Locke. Well, I don't think he. I don't think he trusts John Locke. I but think he, he gave just them doesn't Locke. want. They, they gave he gave him Ben though. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't fit. I mean, he he obviously trusts John Locke to take care of Ben, and that is just stupid. And I don't think it fits with the rest of what Jack. 
I mean, Jack says the only thing I'm worried about is missing that boat. And by golly, one of the things you're going to do to possibly miss that boat if you believe that boat's really there to save you, the one thing you just did was let go of Ben. And you cannot let go of that because that's the one thing that could keep you from missing or that could make you miss that boat because Ben's already said you can't let that boat get here. And by golly, now you've given him the opportunity to convince the entire other faction of people to stop that boat from coming. That's what I'm saying. Right. All right. I know. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm not, and I don't mean to be passionate yeah. and, and like I'm yelling at you. I'm just saying this, it just doesn't make sense. I, I agree that it doesn't make sense, but I don't think that Jack is thinking rationally. There, I agree with you there. Jack wants off the island. He is, he is stuck on his one purpose, and that is all that, that, that's all that consumes his thoughts right now. Absolutely. And, and I'm, Ben is a distraction. Ben is a distraction. I think we have somebody in the chat room that is requesting to talk, and it looks like it's Fred from Long Island. And so, Fred, you're on the line. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I was going to make a comment about Locke seeming to have adopted the other's uh, technique of the ends justify the means, because even if it would be a great thing, to protect the island, and Ben has said all along that we're the good guys and we're just doing what's right for the island and, and the greater good of the world, I guess. Um, and yet they have no problem with killing and, you know, whatever they need to do to get it done. And, you know, here's, Jack, here's um, Locke, you know, throwing a knife into Naomi's back just to stop her, you know. So, yes, I think maybe Locke is making the point that these people coming to rescue them are not necessarily their saviors, but on the other hand, you know, getting there is a, he's doing it in kind of a bad way. Yeah, he, it, it, it's clearly a, an issue with these folks uh, that they don't make the wise decisions on how to go about, you know, saving people. I mean, to go and just kill people left and right to, to justify the... Well, on, on Thursday evening when we were watching the episode, there was a lot of... Um, of people who were asking, how can he just kill Naomi, but he couldn't kill his own father? You know, he couldn't do the one thing that that Ben and the others were asking of him, or what the Islander, Jacob, or you name, whoever you want, you know, he couldn't do that one thing, but now he can just throw a knife in Naomi's back? Well, that... So... Well, I think now he understands he has work to do, because Walt came and spoke to him. You know? So anyway, okay. but didn't he actually end up killing his dad, or did he not? I can't remember. He had he, Sawyer do it for him. Oh, he had Sawyer do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Coward. Coward. All right. So next up, we are going to explore the mystery. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters. Freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. All right, everybody. Now, for those of you who are joining us in the live chat, I have placed a link in the uh, in the show no- or a link to our show notes that Stephanie and I are looking at 
in the chat room. I just placed another link in there. Uh, the reason why I put a link is because not only are we going to talk about these things, but we're going to talk about a lot of screen captures, and I want you guys to have the ability to follow along when we get to the screen captures. For those of you who are listening via the podcast, which I want to welcome back approximately 5,000 of our previous uh, listeners to the podcast, I noticed that our, our download numbers just went whoom, right back up to where they yeah. were back in season uh, three. Welcome back to all of you. Uh, we have been here uh, pretty much ca- for the most part on a weekly basis uh, throughout the entire 10-month hiatus. But uh, <laughs> We took some time off. We took some time off, but we've been around, uh, but we want to welcome all of you guys back. But for those of you who are listening on the podcast, uh, just go to weeklylostpodcast.com and you will see all the screen captures that we'll mention here. I will put in the show notes uh, when I post this. So go to weeklylostpodcast.com, episode number 136, and all the, all the uh, screen captures will be there. Now, the first question, the, the, the big question, Stephanie, is what? I don't know. Who are the Oceanic Six? Who are... The Oceanic Six. I think I already scrolled down past that question. So, obviously, <laughs> uh, we know that three people are uh, Jack, Kate, and Hurley. All right. Which So, the question is, Stephanie, just in your mind, and we have, we have really no idea who the other three are. Right. Uh, so, it's all speculation. Do you have any thoughts? Well, I, I, would, um, I would guess that one of them is definitely Sun because she knows that if she stays on the island pregnant, she's going to die, um, which would lead me to think that the fifth one would be Jen. I would hope that they would be together. Um, Sun makes sense because everybody knows that if Sun delivers that baby on the island, she's going to die. Yeah, I just said that. Exactly. So I'm just agreeing with you. (laughs) I know. I'm agreeing with you. So she has to be one of them. I I think that she would be one of them. But I don't Um, know if Jin would go as well. Because what I'm thinking is that I'm thinking. Unless he's dead, I think that he would. Here's the deal. I'm thinking that when they get off the island, there's only room for six. Okay. There's only only six people are allowed are able to get off the island. Okay. And they have to choose six because there are way too many more people. There are way too many more people on this island that would have left. I mean, for whatever reason. And I think that the, the fact that only not if there's a war and they're all dead. This is true. Okay. So, but definitely, son. It would be one of them mm-hmm. that we think of. Who, do, can you think of any? I mean, and you think Jen would go along as well? I did. Who well, else? I, I would hope. As a married woman, I would hope that, that Jen would go, excuse me, go along as well. Um, what about, let me ask you this. What if there were only room for six and you have Kate? Of course, that doesn't make sense because I can't imagine if there were only room for six that I would have to think that Hurley would let people go ahead of him. Right. I, I, I do have to believe that. Kate, she, you know, she's got some issues back there, you know? So, so I don't know. I, anyway, we you, don't you know. Can't, you can't say how they're chosen, which six leave. You just asked me who I thought they were. Right. Yeah, um, no, I, and I'm not, I'm not telling you you're well, wrong for one of, whatever. One of them... I would assume that one of them would be the dead man that we saw in the in the finale of of season three. Um, yeah, which would probably be Michael in my estimation. Yeah. So. So we'll find out, I guess. 
Um, let, let's just move on to the question. Um, let's see here. Oh, I know. Basically, stand in the, in the gspn.tv slash forum, uh, which is where I went for a lot of notes that I'm going to bring up here tonight. Uh, standing with Abdiel, uh, I think is the username, and she wrote, uh, what I want to know is why Kate would leave and why she would be free in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, we show her and she seems to be like this free citizen. Well, not really. She says I have to get back to him. I'm there there's someone who is you who know looking over her. Marking her moves, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um she could of course it's not it's not beneath her to go ahead and use another assumed name. No, it's not. Or another uh, whatever. So th- that's a good thought. However, uh, the next question I found in the forum and people are talking about uh, is why are they lying? And again, this is what Standing with Abneil said in the forum. She says, okay, I made this topic unto itself because I think it's a major topic of the issue uh, of the episode. What are the reasons why they would lie? It seems that they were all at risk if one of them spoke. Number one, they had to, she says, okay, here are some options. Number one, they had to lie to get off the island. Number two, they had to lie to protect the island. Or number three, they had to lie to protect themselves off the island. Any other reasons that you can think of? And then what did Allison L. write? All of the above. Um, Allison wrote, um, they had to lie to protect those that did not leave. Remember um, the creepy lawyer asking, are they still alive? Uh, thus, the reason to go back becomes to warn and or rescue those who stayed as they are now in danger. Well, I think that they're in danger now as this boat approaches that they don't really know who is on it and why they're coming. Right. So they're in danger now. So my, in, in my mind, you would think that something happened on the island and that they need to go back to rescue these people, not to warn them. Yeah, I there. I don't know. I I think that there's something that that we're gonna see where people chose to stay on the island, and they they regret not staying. Uh, at least Jack, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, Jack knows that he has to go back. I think Charlie knows, or I think Hurley knows he has to go back. Right. Well, Louie in the forum actually wrote, he says, I could definitely see it as a protection of the people who were still there. Jack seemed to sound very threatened, to, threatening to Hurley when he asked if Hurley was going to talk. Must be a life or death either for them or for the people still on the island. Okay. And so Hurley seemed, yeah, what, are you afraid I was going to go crazy and talk? And he says, well, are you? Right. And I, I think that that um, that all three of these questions could be, could be um, correct. They had to lie to get off. They had to lie to protect the island, and they had to lie to protect themselves off the island. That could be. I think that all three of them could very well be correct. Right. Neon Girl 87, read what she wrote. Okay, this reminds me of what happened um, with Michael and Walt. The others had Walt. Michael had to rescue Ben by killing Anna Lucia and Libby. By doing this, he was able to be rescued. It is as if the island requires those who leave to make moral sacrifices. For the Oceanic Six, I wonder if they had to sacrifice anything besides the truth. 
It's an interesting theory. Absolutely. I, I really like that. The fact, I mean, Michael had to go and sacrifice a whole lot to get off there. And what if they regret what they've done? Maybe that's what why. What if they're not off? That could be. Could be. But uh, so anyway, that so yeah. What what if they have done this? That would make sense as to. I think if if they had to do something really bad to get off the island, uh, number one, I could see Jack eventually going crazy over it. I can see Hurley being put back into the institution because he went with Locke and was talked into doing he that was, bad thing. He was happy to go back into the institution. Yes. He was like, oh, could you? I know. It's like, yeah, man. <laughs> Did you see him when they brought in the little drug cart around? He's like popping his pills all happy as, you know, just what, happy as can What's be, weird so. is he wouldn't even speak about the fate of Anna Lucia, which is somebody that is confirmed From, dead. Right. Which is the title of next week's ne- episode. Absolutely. So um, let me read to you. This is a whole nother thing uh, in the form, a whole different thread. This is from uh, a user at gspn.tv slash forum, and they go by Directions Please. And they wrote, and Stephanie, I'll let you start it off, because it says, I believe that. I see it. Okay. Okay, I believe that the realization that they, everyone really confirmed dead on the plane, already died and were... Already died. (laughs) Died and were... Oh, reanimatized. Okay, so that is what that says. Sorry. Reanimatized or is... Or re-animatized. Ad, ad, yeah, something Re- is... Reanimated. Just say that. Okay. Anytime that comes up, just say reanimated. Does it come up well, again? No. Yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. People, small words. <laughs> small words. That's all I ask. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby. Okay. What re... What'd you say? Anyway, what? Re- re- okay. I said Reanimated. Reanimate is is what sends Jack over the edge and creates in him the burning desire to return to the island. The people they left behind need their help. Um, Charlie's message to Hurley. Which, to- first of all, oh no, okay. So Charlie, that is Charlie's message when he comes and talks uh, to to Hurley at the institution. So right. he says they you need, need your help. help. Right. Okay, but we're going to talk about some other places where we've seen that. But go Next ahead. Next time you interrupt me, can you wait till the end of the sentence? Yes, ma'am. I'm Thank so you. sorry. Thank you. Okay. Okay, the people they left behind neither helped Charlie's. Okay, to come to the realization that they are really dead, can never return to civilization, and must live out their new lives on the island. Okay, Christian Shepherd's coffin uh, was recovered from the real crash site, and his body was restored to life. Remember that he hadn't been embalmed before leaving Australia? Ben's mother died near Portland. John Locke's father died in an accident on I- Interstate 10. These three people are examples of bodies that have been restored to life. Now, this is just theory here. Uh, ben said that he'd brought most of the others to the island himself. I believe that they were all dead when, they, when he or one of his emissaries brought them there. I would not be surprised if Ben himself was once dead. Uh, when he shot John Locke in the pit containing the dead Dharma people, he says, that's where I came from. And, of course, we kind of took that with the meaning of, you know, these are my people. However, he says, he meant, what if he meant that literally, or actually the, uh, the person writing says, he meant that literally, in my, in my opinion, Ben said that he was born on the island. Is this a lie or a statement with a double meaning? I really like that thought. And then you want to finish it up? The one thing the 
Jacob, Jacob, ja- Jacobin. I got it. Okay. <laughs> the Jacobin. Um, now I lost my place. Scientists haven't figured out yet is how to prevent women from dying during pregnancy. Claire was able to give birth to Aaron because her baby was <laughs> reanimated. <laughs> Along with her after she'd died. The process of um, reanimatizing um, explains Locke's ability to walk and Rose's lack of cancer. If someone watches this show from the beginning with the assumption in mind that there are um, no survivors of the crash, he or she comes away with a unique perspective of what's happening on the island. You know, I love, I love this theory. I mean, think about that. I mean, if if just walk, just clear everything out of your mind for just a minute. And if somebody says, "Hey, Cl- hey, Cliff and Stephanie, wh- let me explain to you what Lost is. It's a story about a an entire plane full of people who who crash on an island, and the people that you see in the show, all of them have died, and they have been brought back to life." to live a new life, to get a second chance, to redeem what's happened in their prior life. And then if you think about that, then you see, okay, well, that Jin in his prior life was, was he had issues with uh, shooting blanks. Fertility. Okay? And now all of a sudden he's fully loaded. Okay? <laughs> and, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, so all of that makes sense. I I like that whole idea. I don't. Okay, tell me why. I just... You just don't like it. I just don't like it. All right. Let's uh, read up... It doesn't make... That that theory doesn't support how Juliet got there. We've seen her backstory and how she was recruited. I just don't like it. Yeah, that's true. That that is true. She the only living person that they ever brought to the island. Okay, okay, but but we saw Ben put they, the gas mask on right. when when he let you know. May, but what if what if they did kill her, uh, bringing her there? I mean, we did not literally see her shipped all the way. Maybe they killed her. It's a far fetched. It is. Theory. It is. But that's what Lost is to all me, about. To it, me, no, it is far fetched. It, it seems like it, but I like the idea. I love the thoughts, and and so anyway, maybe in the zombie season. In the zombie season, Alex Ewing wrote on the fuselage when Desmond turned the key to save them from the hatch. He went back in time and relived his past. When he left, the, when he left the office, he approached Charlie and said, "You're Charlie. I know you." He would not have made the interaction the first time, though, uh, through that part of his life. But since he relives this part of his life after being on the island, he stops and interacts with Charlie. Somehow causes Charlie to have made the interaction. uh, I'm sorry. uh, Okay. Somehow causing Charlie to not get on the plane causing a time paradox. When Desmond flashes forward uh, in time back to the island, after that, Charlie didn't get on the plane. Okay, the Charlie uh, the Charlie that didn't get on the plane exists at the same time as Charlie on the island. So there are two Charlies right. on, li- living. And the universe, universe quote-unquote, course-correcting itself uh, is pri- basically repeatedly trying to kill Charlie so that there's no longer two Charlies that are alive. 
Um, anyway, it says it fits with what Charlie said to Hurley. I'm dead, but, but I'm, I'm here. here. Anyway, somebody well, else. Would the Charlie that didn't get on the plane know that the Charlie who did was dead? I mean, this is correct. So, so the somebody wrote back in the forum, uh, Clockert or somebody said, "How would the not dead Charlie know about Hurley then?" Exactly. And so, do, totally blew a hole in that theory. But I, this is what I love about Lost fans. I love reading things like this. That's a whole neat paradox. It's like what Desmond knows who Charlie is, then he goes back. Says something to Charlie, and then all of a sudden Charlie decides not to get on that plane. There are two of them, and now Charlie must die. He has to die because there can't be two Charlies in existence. But why can't the other Charlie die? Why does the Charlie who's on the island and in love with Claire have be- to die? Because it's it, it it's because I don't, know. I don't like that theory either. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm clear. Oh, anyway, the other theory is very far fetched for me, and I cannot understand that right um, at all. But um, this one could work for me, and and I. But it's got a big hole in it. But it's got a big hole in it. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to go. Okay, so anyway, the guy that Hurley visited, or the guy that visited Hurley, right, in the looked kind of creepy, and I. Well, he was supposed to. Well, I know, but yeah, he had that look that um, that it's someone you're just you're supposed to be skeptical of right away, you know. Yes. And um, but we knew that he wasn't in Hurley's mind because the nurse said, you know, there's somebody here to see you. So right. Anyway. So anyway, he said one of the questions is, you know, who does he really work for? Does he really work for Oceanic? And why is he asking? Are they still alive? What what is you know what does he know? And um, I looked at Lostpedia. Now the guy's name, the character's name is Matthew Abaddon. Okay. Now Abaddon. Is the name for the ain't this is from Lostpedia, by the way. Lostpedia.com. Abaddon is the name of the angel of the abyss in the book of Revelation. The angel does the work of God in binding Satan and hurling him into the abyss. Now get this. Abaddon literally means destroyer or destruction in Hebrew. And somebody else uh, posted somewhere that said Wikipedia said it also literally translates uh, another way into hell. However, Lostpedia, going back to Lostpedia, it says more precisely, this name comes from the Hebrew root word, and I'm horrible, I don't know any Hebrew, but anyway, it's it's Aleph Bet Dalald or whatever, which means lost. So Abaddon literally means lost. Smart guys over there writing this show. Yes, absolutely. Everything means something on Lost, uh, except for little stickers on fruit or something. I don't <laughs> remember. They've had some continuity <laughs> yes, errors. I know. And dates on uh, which McCallits. I know. Now, a lot of people were talking about how this guy, everybody's like, man, he looks familiar. And uh, I know Edith Baker posted that he looked a lot. The reason why he looked familiar because he almost looks a lot like Yemi. And when she, when I read that, I'm like, that no, 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 no. But she posted. She went ahead and at gspn.tv/forum, uh, she went ahead and posted some screen captures that she okay. put together. Puts Yemi side by side with the screen capture from this episode. And by God, there are some striking re- resemblances there. Okay. All right, and Chef Mark in the forum says, hey, guys, the reason why you all think that he looks so familiar is because the actor playing the supposed Oceanic lawyer 
is because uh, he's been on another number of TV series, most notably playing a police lieutenant on HBO's The Wire, and he did a couple seasons on HBO's Oz, and as an undercover cop pretending to be an inmate to bust a drug inside the prison. A drug ring. Drug ring inside the prison. He's also done guest appearances on the usual round of TV dramas, such as Law & Order, ER, etc. So it looks like he's been around. Okay. Now, I'm looking at the show notes that you have. Yes. Sent to me. Yes. Okay. And I see that the next, I haven't scrolled down, but I can see that the next topic that you want to talk about is who's in the rocking chair. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, I'm not what you would call an ultra fanatic lost. I, I, I wait for you to bring me the screen captures on Saturday night and, um, and all that. But I do have a very observant eye. Yep. Okay. When I was watching this episode on Thursday, I didn't jump up and down and scream it because I was in a room with 31 people. But had I been there on the couch with just you, I would have jumped up and down and screamed it. Because I swear, I swear as I was watching that episode, Christian Shepard is sitting in that chair. You can see his silhouette clear as day. Clear as day. Now, can I scroll down and prove myself right or not? Yes, you may. We have yes, we have two screen captures. One is kind of a darker image. Oh and, my god. <laughs> and we have the other one. It is clear as day. Everybody I I'm gonna do it one more time. I'm posting a link into the show notes. It's the very no first way. image. That is uh the there are two screen captures I've got there. One is the original kind of what it looks like on TV, but the other one is where they've actually gone in and cleaned it up the image and brightened it up and played with the contrast. Even and with that what they is Christian Shepherd. Even with what they aired on television, you can see from his silhouette that they yeah, it's the nose. I swear it's yeah. the nose. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they showed wow. his, his they showed his feet on the floor rocking the chair. Uh-huh. White tennis shoes. What was the very last episode of the Mobisodes? Was it not the one that showed Jack Sh- uh, or Christian. Christian Shepherd alive on the island? Bef- the it was wearing so and so it begins wearing white tennis shoes. The same tennis shoes we see the guy in the rocking chair with. It is Christian Shepherd. Wow, confirmed. Woo! I I I've been waiting for days to to say that out loud. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that is so cool. I I've said that from the beginning. Alrighty. So anyway, um, there are some folks saying, I guess that uh, that perhaps the Google Doc is not working. Is that correct? Uh, I apologize if it's mm. not. Uh, but anyway. Uh, these all of these will be in. Okay, so other people are saying it is working for them. So uh, all of these will be in the show notes um, when we get there. Next up <laughs> is the creepy. the next up is going to be the screen capture of the eye. Okay, now we see that eye is creepy. We, we see Hurley peeks in the window. He sees Christian Shepherd in rocking, the rocking right. chair, and then out of or it, Jacob. And then all of a sudden, then someone comes up. Somebody to the comes up, and, the and you see on. the eye exactly. Yeah. And so the now I have the screen capture right here. Uh huh. I'm looking at it, and it looks like Mikhail. But isn't that wouldn't that be his left eye? And is is that no? That would be the good eye of Mikhail, wouldn't it? Yeah. But but Mikhail. Because as we're looking at him, it would yeah it, that would it looked like it looks it like does Mikhail look to like me. Mikhail. So here's the thing. I found these screen captures. I mean, he can he can survive um, a harpoon to the chest and and uh, the explosion of a grenade and not drowning and 
And now there are some folks in here that says that is Desmond. Well, here's the deal. I found all most all of these screen captures at losteastereggs.blogspot.com. And they over there have a quite, they had a poll that they were running over five doesn't have enough hair to be Desmond. Af, like over five thousand people have voted who they think it is out of these options. Thirty six percent of those five thousand believe it's John Locke, which you know it makes sense for me because look, John Locke was right there with but Hurley. He has hair. Hold on, but there, what do you? I don't see hair in that. Look at. Well, you don't see the hair. You see the shadow of someone's hair, or the shadow of the back of their head. I see. I see their. I see the shadow of somebody's ear. Okay. But no, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not saying it, it. Let me just say why I think it makes sense that it could be John Locke because okay. John Locke would Doesn't, be talking to the island or going to talk with Jacob. Yeah, or, but John's eyes aren't brown. Okay, I, you're reading ahead. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I most certainly am not reading ahead. Well, in the dark, can you t- when you when you turn out the lights? When can someone you s- has as light blue eyes as John Locke, yes, you can. All right, and doesn't he have green eyes? Are they green? I think so. So I think they're like one of each. I they? think at night you can't see color, and that's why perhaps it doesn't look that way. However, thirty six percent of the people think it's John Locke. The only reason I think it sounds right is because they're saying get him stuff in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us alone. No. Uh, anyway, um, the only reason I say John Locke is because as soon as Hurley says it's not there, it's not there. John Locke's right there. Could be Michael. Oh, come on. All right. Twenty-one percent say it's Jacob. What? Duh. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Jacob would be in the. I think in Jacob is Christian Shepherd. Uh, Mikhail, sixteen percent. I chose, and I'm one of the sixteen percent. Thirteen percent think Desmond, which I would have never dreamed in the world it was Desmond. Uh, the four four percent think it's Jack, <laughs> and seven percent think it might be somebody other than those uh, that they gave as options. Now, Ramana, Ramana from the gspn.tv/forum, uh, our forum, she says, "What did write? What did she write?" Okay, she wrote, "I don't think it is Locke. Locke has green eyes, while Jacob seems um, to have brown eyes. Actually, I was playing around with some of the screen captures earlier, and the closest match." Um, the closest match with any of the Losties that I could get was this, and it's a picture of Desmond. And she took the eye, mm-hmm. and then she mm-hmm. superimposed it on Desmond's face, and it seems to fit. Really, really creepy. No, I don't think so. It, it seems to fit a little bit, but you know what? Have you ever seen those commercials where they morph people into each other? It, it, I mean, you, I don't think you can really rely on that. I don't know. Yeah, It's but, a creepy eye. Yeah, I tried to do that with the smoke monster and the nanobites in the cover of the prey, and Damon and Carlton had to go out and say Cliff's wrong. I mean, it's, that's all there is to it. It's like, it's not nanobots. Whatever. <laughs> all right. You're funny. I know. So the next one is, uh, and when we were watching the episode, did you notice the Dharma logo inside Jacob's cabin? I did not. I kind of caught that, but I did. I couldn't tell... You know what what station it is. I still can't tell. By this point, um, I was not breathing normally, so <laughs> I right. really this um, this scene. This is from the scene where Hurley's in the jungle, right? Right. I I was I was not breathing correctly. I was so focused on what was happening that that I was not paying attention to detail. 
Gotcha. Until I saw Christian in the chair. Well, we do have a screen capture that somebody took. Again, I found all these on losteastereggs.blogspot.com, and it clearly shows some sort of Dharma logo up on a what appears to be like a bulletin board or something up on the wall inside there or something. Uh, anyhow... Um, let's see here. Next up, uh, some people are asking if this new character on the island could be Jacob. And, of course, they're looking at the 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 picture of Jacob from last year that John Locke saw. And they're putting it next to this other guy. And the only resemblance I can even remotely see is, is like, the, the hair. hairdo. And uh, I still think that they used John Locke. Or they used Harry O'Quinn with a wig to do that. <laughs> To the to that other one, so okay. Let's just move on to. Uh, did you see the chalk drawing uh, behind uh, Hurley when he was talking to uh, the the o- supposed oceanic lawyer? Uh, there was the chalk drawing on the chalkboard, right? With and you notice it's got the of course the island. It's got the shark, the Dharma shark, and the raft. Huh. It does. So. Uh, obviously, uh, and if you scroll down one more time, our, uh, we'll skip an image first, and then we look down here, and you notice that Har- Hurley's just really getting into art since he's been uh, there at the. Well, isn't uh, that what you're supposed to do when you're when you're in the mental I, institution? <laughs> I don't know. That's what all the television shows portray this these institutions as being like. Right. So in e- in essence, what you have is you have uh, the chalk drawing that I think Hurley probably drew. Uh, and then, of course, you have him drawing uh, an Eskimo-looking Eskimo figure uh, of a guy in front of an igloo. And so I'm wondering if this is some kind of clue of what's something that we're going to see in the future, what that has to do with. Okay. Uh, it it would appear to me that he is just drawing things from his mind, from his memory. Now, the other the – the screen capture that we uh, covered up – or we uh, – jumped over is the one that shows Charlie's hand. Now, of course, when we saw Charlie hold up and give the message to Desmond, it said not, not Penny's, Penny's boat. boat. Right. Now, we did not see this. It is impossible to see this during the live episode. Char- uh, Hurley's in the police station in the interrogation room. The police officer goes and out to water, get a donut. Right. The water, uh, all of a sudden, you, you see this. He sees the, a the, fish tank, right? He sees what appears to be an aquarium right. or whatever. And then Charlie comes swimming up, and his hand touches the glass, and all of a sudden it breaks immediately. I mean, this happens in a flash. Breaks, and all of a sudden water's everywhere. But if you go and watch this frame by frame, you'll see this screen capture, <laughs> and it's it. Charlie's hand up against the glass, which is what causes it to break, and it says, they, they need you. That is really cool. That is really cool. Love the people who sit there and find all this stuff. I do, too. I do, too. Of course, it did take me about three hours tonight to put together all the, the research for this, but I, the thing is, is that... I have to I have to give credit to losteastereggs.blogspot.com. I have to give credit uh, a little bit of credit to the fuselage, just a little bit because okay. I, I didn't spend a lot of time there. I have to give a credit to um, Lostpedia, mm-hmm. and I have to really, honestly, I have to give the most credit to the people who listen to our podcast and who interact on the gspn.tv slash forum. Okay, because this is where I got most all of this information. So. Folks, thank you very much for taking part in our community. And 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 uh, if you guys are out there and you haven't 
uh, found a, a place. You know, I've been on the fuselage before. It's a great place, but buddy, I've been burned over there a couple times. I've posted something. I've said something. It's like, dude, you can't post this here because this has already been talked about. It's over here. And if you do this again, this is a warning. You've got 15 points to get you. If you get up to 35 points, you're banned for 35 days. If you do this, you're banned for six months. That's like, retarded. It is. It's so retarded. And so if you guys have ever been a part of, and it's like, man, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they said they're mean there. Yeah, they are mean. It, the 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 admins are literally. I mean, of course they have to be. I mean, literally tens of thousands of people are on that forum. Right. And there are, and you do have to keep it organized. Well, we only have about three hundred to four hundred people, or no, we have about three hundred people on our forum right now. And so it, it it's much more manageable. And come, just be yourself on our forum. There are tons of people join. Uh, our forum that have never been on a forum before, just go to gspn.tv slash forum. All right. We're going to – the one thing that we talked about, and this was brought up in the uh, in the initial reaction episode, was the helicopter. Right. Was it out of control, and did it crash? I don't know. It appeared to be out of control. I think so. I think it had to do just with the properties of the island. I think that the island still has this electronic or electromagnetic anomaly that causes things to go crazy and haywire, right. and that's why this island always has these issues at, with with vessels crashing there. And so, yeah, I definitely definitely believe so. Now, cool. Uh, this is from lostpedia.com. We're going to wrap it up, uh, the exploring the mystery with these uh, few little things here. Uh, her, these are recurring themes from Lostpedia. Ste- Fr- Stephanie, why don't you read the first one? Okay, Hurley's car chase was aired on Channel 8. And so that, the, that the recurring theme was? The numbers and car accidents. All right. Hurley plays Connect 4 in the mental institution and that the recurring theme is games there are a lot of games mentioned and connect four this is the second time that i remember seeing it stephanie yes um jack and hurley have their conversation while playing a basketball game called horse that's the games right and i would like to say that lospedia lospedia does not recognize this as a recurring theme but remember kate's horse that was yes. a part of, uh, you know, something like with the islands, with the horse on the island and the horse that jumped out in front of Kate and the uh, yes. Wichita guy. Now, um, going back to Connect Four, I don't think people may have been listening to us back. There are a lot of people that weren't listening to us back when we saw that uh, with the one where he saw Lenny playing Connect Four. But um, if you take Connect Four, and there are how many? Forty-two. Something like are, that. Yeah. I think there are forty-two um, blocks uh, or holes there, and if you go through and, and count them from the top le- down, uh, top left down, and then the next line down, and do four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two, and if you were to put all red checkers in everything except for putting black checkers in four, in four eight, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two, it makes the the Big Dipper backwards, which the original theory that I had, and this was my theory, was that if you flip that backwards, you're looking at the Big Dipper from an alternate universe. From another side, right. Anyway. We remember. Connect four. Jack and Hurley, Steph. (laughs) I already read that one. Oh, did you? (laughs) pay attention. Hurley sees Jacob's eye through the window of the cabin, and of course, a close-up on another... Eye. Eye. Okay. Eyes are creepy. Eyes are creepy. At least the way they shoot them in this show. 
Um, Hurley is back at Santa Rosa Mental Institution, and that is a reoccurring theme of isolation. Hurley lies about Anna Lucia's fate, deceptions, and cons. More deception and cons over at Naomi covering for the survivors. And then, of course, going right along with deceptions and cons, we have secrets. And Jack asks if Hurley's going to tell anybody. Yep. And um, Hurley has visions of Charlie, which is uh, dreams and visions. And Hurley counts the five making Charlie disappear. And those are phrases that are reoccurring. Yep. So while, while we're mentioning Charlie, let's just go ahead and mention how hot Dominic Monaghan was looking in this episode. Well, you haven't said that tonight. So thank you for meeting You're your quota for the evening. Welcome. And Somebody uh, earlier in the chat room says, I love that hobbit. He, oh, he's so much more than a hobbit. He was looking exceptionally fine with his haircut and shaved and spiffy little glasses and no spiffy dirty nails glass. with black fingernail polish. I was really digging Charlie in this episode. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, Matthew... Abaddon. Abaddon uh, sits in front of a chessboard and that is the reoccurring themes of games and black and white. And the recurring theme of rain, and I've never realized this until I read this tonight, and I have to go back and see this in the past. When the survivor factions split, it's raining. Huh. I've never noticed that. It was right at the moment that they, that they, parted. they cut yeah. ties. As soon as they cut ties, can I make a min- the rain. Uh, can I make a comment about that scene? Yes. Is that I, I remember that, okay? They they parted their ways and it starts raining. And I'm telling you that Jack got soaking wet faster than any of those other people that they showed. Is that right? He is drenched. They show they, they cut to Kate and they cut to John and both of them are barely wet. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't pay attention to that, but that's cool. Um unanswered it's cool it's like, that you're it's observant. Like Jack has an extra cloud over his head or something. Let's run through these real quick. Okay. Unanswered questions. Is Hurley still rich? He had a cool looking car to go he along sure did. with that theory. He did. Um, that was that was a sweet car. Yeah. Um, why did Naomi cover for the survivors? Who is Naomi's sister? Is Naomi really dead? Who are the other three people in the of the Oceanic Six? Are the Oceanic Six the only survivors who leave the island? Why does Hurley deny that he knows Anna Lucia? What is Christian Shepherd doing in Jacob's cabin? Who was the one looking at Hurley through the cabin window? What was the meaning of Hurley's vision of Charlie? Who needs Hurley's help, according to Charlie? What is the something Charlie wants Hurley to do? How can Lewis see Charlie? Is Lewis a hallucination? Lewis is the guy at Santa yes. Rosa, by the way. Yes. What did Jack mean when he asked Hurley if he was going to tell? What are the Oceanic Six hiding and why? Why didn't Desmond go with Locke's team? Why does Hurley later regret having gone with Locke? How has Locke's bullet wound healed? Thank you very much. And who is Matthew Abaddon? Who is the they he asks Hurley about? And are and are they alive? Uh, when he, uh, so basically that. Uh, what are Matthew Abaddon's uh, uh, Abaddon's motives behind his offer to move Hugo to a different institution? And does he really work for Oceanic Airlines? Where is Leonard Sims? I want to know that one. Don't you want to know? Don't anyway. You? No, really, I don't want to know. And then how much time has passed since the flash forward in the beginning of, of the end? 
<laughs> Wait a second. And when Oceanic Six are left left the island. Okay. That made a lot of sense. How it, much time how much- has passed since the flash forward in the beginning of the end and when... Okay, so, basically, so how, how much, long have they been back? In this episode, how long had they been back? Okay. Obviously, this is a precursor to the other flash forward because he was just starting to get the the, yeah. the scuffle. Well, and he said, I think I'm going to grow a beard. Exactly. So th- it was definitely placing this before <laughs> and the last one. And then said, dude, don't. Yeah. He, you wouldn't look good with a beard. You wouldn't look good with a beard. He's so right. So, however, that was awesome, and uh, what we're going to do is ask if anybody has any listener feedback. You know, we're already over an hour, so I'm not going to play the feedback from the phone lines in this episode. I think I'm going to create yet another uh, special episode of just listener feedback, but we do have Michael on the line, and uh, Michael, you are now unmuted. What do you have for us tonight? Well, um, I would just like to say that, um, first off, I love this episode. I thought that it was a really good mid-season episode, but not a good season premiere. Really? Yeah, it just didn't feel like a, um, like a season premiere. And one of the reasons was because I, you never hear that, uh, familiar music that uh, that you keep remembering throughout the whole season. Like uh, when season two started, everyone can still remember that uh, make your own kind of music. And then season three, everyone can still remember downtown. But yeah. there's no music here. Oh, that is a good point. Uh, you know, um, thank you very much, Michael, for, for your feedback. Um, you that, know, th- Weren't they playing music during Hurley's Chase? Uh, I can tell you. Hold on one second. Uh, let me go right back to here, and um, we have the fruit, and no. no, there's music there, but not a specific song. Okay. Oh, oh, look, there's the skyline. Yes, there's the skyline. Wow, that sure does look familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway. That uh, was a really... You got really lucky to stop there. Yeah, I did. So, hey, um, that you know, I I doubt that I could. I mean, and I, I'm not going to discount what Michael thinks. I totally didn't think about that before. But yeah, every it seems to be that season two and season three both had that. Wow, I need to go to iTunes and buy that song. Song. Yeah, but uh, also, um, this being the beginning of the end, maybe they're just trying to take a different turn. Now, I, if they come back and and they start off um, season five with a really cool song that everybody wants to go download, then you can say, yeah, season four um, premiere really missed something. But I don't, I don't agree with with him in saying that it didn't fit because it completely. It, number one, it picked up exactly where the season three finale ended and we're, we're just thrust straight into the story. Right. You know, we're not, we're at the point now where we're not learning anything about our characters from, from the past. Well, we weren't in this episode. Um, and so, I, because that song w- was a trigger for those people. Right. So I, yeah, I, I, know. I, I, I mean, I, I see it differently. Na- I, well, now that Michael mentions it, I do wish they would have had what would have had it, but by no means does it change my opinion. Well, that I don't this think was- so because this, if they had a, if they had a song, 
in the flash forward, you're putting a time frame on that. In the when you're when you're having a flashback, you can pick a song that someone likes without showing an era. Okay. This is in the future. Maybe that song is not yet created. Okay. And, and all I'm saying is that look for it on the DVD. <laughs> I love you, baby. So the one thing I'll, all I can say is that um, there, even though I agree that it would have been cool to if, if even if it wasn't the very first thing we heard. It would have been cool to have a song that we need to go download to kind of keep keep us in the mind of Lost throughout the week. But there's no way I could ever say that this episode was any less awesome than it was because it was phenomenal. I loved it. It was the best season (laughs) premiere to date and by far, I think, one of the best episodes so far. I, I, I just loved it. But uh, with that, uh, we are going to go ahead right into our um, segment where we talk about what's coming up on Lost. Before they, before we do that, I want to say that we do not have a sponsor uh, for the Weekly Lost podcast. Um, and all I want to mention is that Stephanie and I are now podcasting and doing new media and podcasting work full time. Uh, this is our career, and if anybody would like to uh, join the gspn.tv monthly support team, uh, I encourage you to at least do us a favor and check it out. You can read about it at gspn.tv slash donate. And with that, here's what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know. What was supposed to happen? I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Confirmed Dead and will be on this Wednesday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, The survivors begin to question the intentions of their supposed rescuers when four strangers arrive on the island. They gave us a synopsis before Season 4 started, so it's even more cryptic than usual. But here's what I got from it. First of all, the synopsis says they begin to question the intentions of their rescuers, but I think that already happened when they had to decide whether to go to the barracks with Locke or stay with Jack. And it's interesting that Matthew Abaddon, the claimed attorney from Oceanic Airways, is in this episode. Will he be in another flash-forward? We'll also see more of Daniel, the parachuter who jumped from the helicopter looking for Jack. The first episode was so fabulous that this one can't be anything but. For more information, read my confirmed dead guide and preview. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. Thank you so much. I had myself muted. Thank you so much. I just want to point out, uh, Bonnie had mentioned in there Wednesday. It is, in fact, Thursday. Thursday. Uh, So please, 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 please. Rachel says old habits. Old habits, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, If you guys have never checked out uh, lost.about.com, check it out. She has a wonderful blog that she blogs all kinds of great stuff about Lost. And uh, But yeah, old, old habits die hard, and so... Bonnie, thank you once again for putting together the uh, preview for next week's episode. Confirmed, Confirmed dead. dead. I I like that. I I really like that thought that we're gonna find out. Do we out. know who centric that is? Um, I don't. Um, I might look. But anyway, I I really like the thought that what we're gonna do is we are going to find that the Oceanic Six even are confirmed dead. Oh. 
And maybe that's how they become celebrities is that they've come, you know, that it's like, oh, my gosh, w- w- this was all there. Well, they've all been confirmed to dead because someone said there were no survivors. I know. From the- yes, you're right. No, you're right. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. That's loud. It's really loud. So anyway, that's our show. Until show next. Oh, crud. The generally speaking. Product- <laughs> I'm not Way used to go to the- there. Clever. Well, I'm not used to the new intro or the new outro yet. Uh, But anyway, until next time, stay Stay lost. This show is part of the Generally Speaking production network. You can find other great shows hosted by Stephanie and Cliff at www.gspn.tv. Join the community.